Welcome back to a special episode of The Emily Show talking about the verdict in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard defamation case. Yes, there is still an episode coming with my breakdown of closing arguments because there's a lot there to dissect, and I'm looking forward to doing it in hindsight now that we know what the jury has decided. But first, we're going to start this show with a quote from Johnny Depp on Instagram, truth never perishes. And with that, let's get into this episode of The Emily Show. Hey there, welcome to The Emily Show. I'm your host, Emily D. Baker, badass lawyer and everyone's favorite legal commentator, breaking down the legal shit in the news and pop culture stories you want to talk about. I've been a licensed attorney for over 15 years. I'm a former prosecutor and I'm a big fan of the cursey words. So let's break it down. The jury came back after deliberation with liability for Amber Heard on all three of Johnny Depp's causes of action. Now, this was a difficult case. This is not just defamation. This is defamation by implication, including a print article and an online article and a republication in a tweet. It's a lot. But they also came back on one cause of action for Amber Heard finding that Johnny Depp's former lawyer, Adam Waldman, acted as an agent for Johnny Depp and made a false statement with actual malice and that that statement was defamatory about Amber Heard. And that statement went to her and her friends calling the police, roughing up the place, spilling some wine and getting their story straight. And we'll talk about why I think this jury came back with those different verdicts. But let's talk about what they did after the verdicts came down. Actually, no. I overruled, overruled, withdrawn, granted. (laughs) Let's start with what happened first. We got announcement that this verdict was coming down and then the court was reading the verdict at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Well, the court got the manila envelope from the jurors with the verdicts in them, started going through the verdict forms and then called counsel up to the bench. It's not uncommon, especially in verdict forms like this, that jurors will miss something. And what we heard is that the jurors missed you know, the damages, the money part. And the judge said, look, on the compensatory damages, it has to be some amount, could be $1. On the punitive damages, it could be anything, including zero. You just have to put something. You have to fill in the blank, please. But after you saw the lawyers walk away from the bench, the jury went back to fix it. And you saw Elaine Bredehoft and Ben Rottenborn lean their heads over and talk to Amber Heard, whose head was very much down. And you saw Ben Chu and Camille Vasquez squeeze hands and smile. And that's when I knew that there was at least one verdict in favor of Johnny Depp, because you could tell from the lawyer's reactions. When the jury entered back into the room after fixing the verdict forms, it was the first time in this case that Amber Heard did not look at this jury. And that was very telling. And then we went through the reading of the verdicts on every single one, on every single question. There's seven, eight questions. It's like, do you find it's defamatory? Yes. And then you got to go through all the subparts. And then was there actual malice? Yes. And they said to Johnny Depp, yes, yes, yes. By the time we got to the second cause of action, I was like, wait, what? And then we got to the third cause of action. I was like, wait, what? They essentially found that every statement in the op-ed that referred to Johnny Depp was defamatory. And that is 
not what I expected. I thought if they found anything, it would be regarding the headline that said that Amber Heard spoke up about sexual violence. I thought that that headline and the republication of that headline was the strongest claim for Johnny Depp and the path to victory for him and his team. And I was surprised that they came back on the counterclaim at all. How do you find actual malice for someone who you haven't been shown evidence, knew or didn't know whether the statements were true? And I wonder if that's a bit of a compromise on some of or one of the jurors saying, hey, I don't think this is true, though, because what we saw from the testimony of the police officers that showed up is even the second set of officers didn't see wine spilled, didn't see the place messed up. And so I think they looked at the facts and said, hey, these facts aren't true. And it sounds like Amber Heard staged a false police report, essentially, in the way that it's worded. And they found that to be defamatory. They didn't find the other statements about a hoax defamatory. And that was very interesting to me. After the verdict, they award Johnny Depp 10 million in compensatory damages. Those are damages to compensate for the loss that was that happened, the loss, the actual physical, well, physical monetary, the actual monetary loss, and then punitive damages, which are intended to punish. They're intended to deter. They're intended to be the hey, this is how much the jury thinks you suck. And they awarded $5 million in punitive damages, $10 million in compensatory damages to Johnny Depp. In Virginia, though, you can only get $350,000 in punitive damages, so it will be capped. He can't collect it. I don't think he cares about collecting the money. His attorney said in closing that they just wanted his name back. And that's what he said in his statement after this verdict. And we'll go through the two statements in just a minute. But we got that. $5 million number, which I think is a signal from the jury that they just don't believe Amber Heard. They didn't believe her testimony and she lost this case for herself, which I've said the whole time. If she loses this case, she loses it for herself because the law was on her side. The facts were on Johnny Depp's side. And then she was awarded $2 million in compensatory damages and zero in punitive damages. Now, we can see these parties negotiate over damages, decide to just call it a wash and settle the damages. They don't have to pursue the judgment when it's entered on June 24th, and that's the next court date in this case. June 24th, the judgment, the official judgment will be entered into the record. So what comes next? We've already heard statements from lead counsel Elaine Bredehoff that Amber Heard is going to appeal. She said on the Today Show that She's going to appeal because there was evidence that was kept out that the public doesn't know about. That might not fly. There was evidence kept out on both sides, quite a lot of it. That's what evidence does. Those are the rules of evidence. It requires that reliable evidence comes in and other evidence is kept out. But we might see this used also as PR because it'll give Team Heard an opportunity to say, and this is everything you don't know, general public. This is everything you should know. We want to keep arguing our case. But for Amber Heard to sit on the stand and say, I just want Johnny Depp to leave me alone. I just want Johnny Depp to leave me alone. You won one count. He won three counts. Settle the judgment and move on. But I don't know if we're going to see that. Let's look at what these parties said. I'm just going to read their individual statements on Instagram. Johnny Depp's statement on Instagram from 23 hours ago has over 17 million likes on the Instagrams. I can't even tell how many comments because it is too many. His statement is, quote, six years ago, my life 
the life of my children, the lives of those closest to me, and also the lives of the people who for many, many years have supported and believed in me were forever changed, all in the blink of an eye. False, very serious, and criminal allegations were levied at me via the media, which triggered an endless barrage of hateful content, although no charges were ever brought against me. It had already traveled around the world twice within a nanosecond, and it had a seismic impact on my life and my career. And six years later, the jury gave me my life back. I'm truly humbled. My decision to pursue this case, knowing very well the height of the legal hurdles that I would be facing and the inevitable worldwide spectacle into my life was only made after considerable thought. From the very beginning, the goal of bringing this case was to reveal the truth, regardless of the outcome. Speaking the truth was something that I owed to my children and to all those who have remained steadfast in their support of me. I feel at peace knowing I have finally accomplished that. I am and have been overwhelmed by the outpouring of love and the colossal support and kindness from around the world. I hope that my quest to have the truth be told will have helped others men or women who have found themselves in my situation and that those supporting them never give up. I also hope that the position will now return to innocent until proven guilty, both within the courts and in the media. I wish to acknowledge the noble work of the judge, the jurors, and the court staff and the sheriffs who have sacrificed their own time to get to this point and to my diligent and unwavering legal team who did an extraordinary job in helping me to share the truth. The best is yet to come, and a new chapter has finally begun. Veritas noiquum? I don't know. I don't pronounce things in Latin well. Parity. Period? The truth, or truth, truly. Truth never perishes. Um, me, not, not knowing how to speak Latin. Facts. I know the things we learned in law school, and that's just about it. Let's take a look at what Amber Heard's statement was to the media. It was a very different statement, and on her statement, Comments are turned off, and there are 330,000 likes on her post. The disappointment I feel today is beyond words. I am heartbroken that the mountain of evidence still was not enough to stand up to the disproportionate power, influence, and sway of my ex husband. I'm even more disappointed with what this verdict means for other women. It is a setback. It sets back the clock to a time when a woman who spoke up and spoke out, could be publicly shamed and humiliated. It sets back the idea that violence against women is to be taken seriously. I believe Johnny's attorney succeeded in getting the jury to overlook the key issue of freedom of speech and ignore evidence that was so conclusive that we won in the UK. The Sun won, but okay. I'm sad I lost this case, but I am sadder still that I seem to have lost a right I thought I had as an American to speak freely and openly. I will just note that though I appreciate the constitutional scholarliness of Amber Heard, the First Amendment doesn't protect defamation. It protects true speech. It protects a lot of speech, but it does not protect reputationally damaging false speech. And the jury did not find you don't have a right to speak, Amber Heard. The jury found that you do not have a right to tell lies. I must not tell lies. And that's what a defamation verdict means. 
I don't think this case is a setback. I think this case has opened up a national, if not worldwide, conversation about domestic violence and brought awareness to domestic violence. I hope it continues to do so. I hope that it shows that domestic violence doesn't have a gender or a face. It doesn't have a socioeconomic class. It can impact people that you don't know it's impacting. We didn't know what was going on behind closed doors with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. I don't know if we still know the truth of it, but what we know is these two individuals suffered very much in their marriage, that they were clearly not good together, and that a jury has decided that Amber Heard's statement that she was a victim of sexual violence and abuse at the hands of Johnny Depp were not true. And that is really the walk away from this case. Celebrities don't often sue to get their name back. It is a high legal hurdle. It is expensive to do. I think these parties spent upwards of $10 million um, after trial on these cases. And I hope that they don't continue to litigate. The thing that was disappointing to see in this trial was the public vitriol against Amber Heard. It's always hard to see people receiving uh, death threats and threats against their family, which I don't doubt she received. She testified to it, and I, I absolutely believed her in that. I think she is receiving threats. Um, we've seen it so much in things like the Britney Spears case. But it's fair for people to ask questions. It's fair for people to question the evidence that they see. It's fair for people to say the testimony of Amber Heard and the testimony of her other witnesses don't match for them. It's fair for people to look into this case. And that is their First Amendment right, too, because we are allowed to ask questions. And a lot of people have a lot of questions about the testimony of Amber Heard. And that is really what happened in this case. That's the verdict of the jurors. And that's, I think, a thoughtful verdict when they found that, you know, Johnny Depp was defamed and Amber Heard was also defamed because they didn't find that the calling of the police, that there was a stage set up hoax with regard to the police coming. And I think it shows that they looked at this evidence very, very closely. I don't doubt that Amber Heard will appeal. Her attorney's already saying that she will. And I think that that will just keep these parties locked at horns in litigation longer. I hope that they settled the judgment and I hope that they can walk away and move on. It'll be interesting to see where we go from here. So thank you for spending this trial with me. I look forward to covering many more. Thank you for being a law nerd. Thank you for letting me share just a little bit in this extra bonus episode. I know it's a short one, but I hope it clears up what happened in court this week in Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. Next week, I will be back talking about closing arguments and looking at them a bit in hindsight, looking at Ben Chu's motion against improper argument from Ben Rottenborn. And if you are a member over at the Lawner community at lawnerdsunite.com, I have a episode of the I Have Thoughts Members Only podcast. It's a video episode of me breaking down Elaine Bredehoff's interview with the Today Show, because, oh boy, do I have thoughts. And with that, I will talk to you in the next one. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a Lawnard. May your Wi-Fi be strong. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your family be well. May your gas not be $7 a gallon. And may the odds be ever in your favor. I will talk to you in the next one. <laughs>